This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Welcome to Engadget Tomorrow. I'm Imran Sheikh, and this is where you get to hear about tomorrow today. Today we're talking about electric vehicle startup Canoe's first shipment to NASA and space travel and the immigrant experience. Let's start off with the EVs. This week, a trio of the Canoes Crew Transportation Vehicles, CTVs, arrived at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Although they look like they're made for exploring the surface of the moon, the vans are designed to carry astronauts to the KSC's launch pads, starting with NASA's forthcoming Artemis II mission. According to Canoe, the vans, based on the company's existing lifestyle vehicle design, can carry fully suited astronauts, as well as flight support crew and any equipment they may need. The vehicles have an exclusive interior and exterior design that will provide astronaut and crew comfort and safety while on the nine-mile journey to the launch pad at Kennedy Space Center, the company said, adding it would share interior shots of the vehicles later this year. The Artemis II mission will see NASA launch its first crewed mission to the moon since the end of the Apollo program in 1972. Four astronauts will travel around the satellite during the 10-day flight. During Artemis II, NASA plans to conduct additional tests of its Orion capsule and space launch system, SLS Super Heavy Lift rocket, to ensure both spacecraft are safe for future crewed missions to the lunar surface. As for Canoe, this is a chance for the automaker to drum up interest for its EVs. In May 2022, the company warned investors it was running low on cash. Since then, it announced an agreement with Walmart to provide the retailer with 4,500 EVs. The company also delivered a test vehicle to the U.S. Army. Still, even with those deals in place, it has a long way to go before achieving financial sustainability. Now it's time to hit the books, specifically one diving into NASA, JFK, and the immigrant experience. The Apollo 11 moon landing was a seminal event in American history, one etched deeply into our nation's collective psyche. The event ushered in an era of unbridled possibilities. The stars were finally coming into reach, and its effects were felt across the culture, from art and fashion to politics and culture. In After Apollo, Cultural Legacies of the Race to the Moon, a multidisciplinary collection of historians, researchers, and academics, explore the myriad ways that putting a man on the moon impacted the American experience. From NASA's very beginning, immigrant engineers, scientists, and technicians lent their talent, labor, and technical skills to the space program. But space travel itself always represented more than a scientific endeavor. Human spaceflight was one of the great dreams of the 1960s, as space historian Valerie Neal reminds us, and 
As a big idea, spaceflight relied heavily on American cultural narratives. The Apollo program, 1963-1972, conjured the image of pioneering the frontier in the late 1960s. Exploration and discovery were indispensable to America's history and continuing redefinition, and Americans welcomed the frontier as a metaphor for space exploration. The shuttle program, 1972 through 2011, echoed the narrative of Americans going to work. As the Apollo missions were replaced by the space shuttle, NASA supporters and commentators depicted the shuttle crews with imagery associated with blue-collar labor. Astronaut repairmen made service calls in a vehicle often called a space truck. Both of these narratives, pioneering the frontier and getting the job done, are closely associated with a third narrative that was becoming deeply ingrained in American national identity in the 1960s. The myth of the United States as a nation of immigrants and of the immigrant as the backbone of America's egalitarian democracy. This American immigrant myth was not born in the 19th or even the early 20th century when immigration was peaking and Congress struggled to impose limitations and quotas. The myth reached wide acceptance only in the early 1960s. It is no coincidence that John F. Kennedy presented the immigrant myth most succinctly in his pamphlet, A Nation of Immigrants, in 1963, as Kennedy was preparing to ask Congress to overhaul the nation's immigration laws. At the same time, his administration was pressing furiously to put a man on the moon by the end of the decade, a central goal of the new frontier. Interestingly, Kennedy's space proposals were a far more important policy priority for the administration than immigration reform. The latter was not accomplished until 1965, as we shall see later. But his articulation of the nation of immigrants narrative provided powerful imagery in support of the space program he championed from the start of his administration. Kennedy's articulation of the complex immigration myth featured not just a welcoming America, but an idealized immigrant united with others by little other than a common love of freedom. Ours was a nation of people with the fresh memory of old traditions who dared to explore new frontiers, people eager to build lives for themselves in a spacious society that did not restrict their freedom of choice and action. Citing Tocqueville, Kennedy noted that immigrants' very poverty made them more inclined toward egalitarian democracy. No arena of American life was untouched by the influence of immigrants, and immigrants themselves were paragons of self-reliance, ingenuity, entrepreneurship, and pioneer spirit. It was the future and not the past to which he was compelled to address himself, Kennedy wrote, describing the motivations of the 19th century immigrant. Except for the Negro slave, he could go anywhere and do anything his talents permitted. A sprawling continent lay before him, and he had only to weld it together by canals, by railroads, and by roads. This has been the foundation of American inventiveness and ingenuity, of the multiplicity of new enterprises, and of the success in achieving the highest standard of living anywhere in the world. The space program was the next frontier in the natural progression toward excellence. It evoked not only the immigrant's capacity for adventure and discovery, but also his practicality and capacity to work hard and tame his surroundings. From the time of the English settlers, who fought a rugged land in the words of Kennedy, immigrants had to overcome adversity to earn their fortunes and shape their environment. 
They had worked as artisans, provided cheap labor for American farms, factories, mills, and mines, and climbed the economic ladder to provide succeeding generations with educational opportunities. They had moved forward to get the job done. Launched under the motto "Going to Work in Space," the space shuttle was a vehicle that could deliver satellites and repair them in orbit, carry commercial payloads, and support a research laboratory. Astronauts would carry out their work, all but rolling up their sleeves as builders and repair technicians, wielding robotic arms and power hand tools. Businesses could use the shuttle as a workhorse to launch satellites or develop manufacturing capabilities. All of this economic productivity in space could be expected to resonate with a nation whose increasingly diverse immigrant workforce was transitioning to a new economy. American society was reflected not only symbolically but practically in NASA's missions. They produced results that appeared almost impossibly ambitious. NASA represented excellence, the best work in the world. Space travel also mirrored some of the risks and hardships of the immigrant experience. As the American public began questioning the nation's investment in space travel through the 1980s, advocates harked back to this part of the immigrant narrative. In the aftermath of the 1986 Challenger tragedy, the report of the Advisory Committee on the Future of the U.S. Space Program (1990) reminded Americans that acceptance and resilience in the face of failure. Were a part of America's pioneer and immigrant legacies. In a very real sense, the space program is analogous to the exploration and settlement of the New World. In this view, risk and sacrifice are seen to be constant features of the American experience. There is a national heritage of risk-taking handed down from early explorers, immigrant settlers, and adventurers. It is this element of our national character. That is the wellspring of the U.S. space program. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Today's show featured journalism by Engadget contributors Igor Bonifacic and Andrew Tarantola, and was produced by Spoken Layer. I'm Imran Sheikh, and we'll talk more tomorrow. Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money podcast wherever you get your podcasts.